So I have to say that I am, as a preacher, I don't know that I would say that excited is the word that I get when I think about preaching. It's this mix of anticipation and trepidation and sometimes um, fear or anxiety and um, excitement kind of roiled into that. One of the things that I found about preaching extemporaneously that I really appreciate is that there is actually more room for joy. Preaching more, like I enjoy it more, which is funny because I think historically I would have said that what I needed to do was to be prepared in a very specific way, meaning written, scripted way, in order to process. And what I'm finding is that there is a different solution which lends itself to the possibility of joy present. And that that preparation, I spend for a sermon, but the preparation is very easy. And learning how to look for the ways in which the scripture myself. And I find that even just by that orientation, I am anticipating the presence of the holy. It's like inviting it. I don't even know that I'm doing it, but I'm doing it by just anticipating and knowing that I'm learning this flow and I'm learning this movement. And so I'm learning that as, if all I do is show up, that the spirit will move. And yet it's still scary, and it's because I'm human, and because I have 43 and a half these things. And, but I say all of that, and I, I also have to say, though, that this morning I found myself just to preach. And I'm excited for a couple of reasons, and one of them is to introduce you all to, to this uh, tradition that I say also with my sort of mixed feelings about the ways tradition can hold us, but this is an exciting thing that, that I experienced several years ago where I was a member until I was ordained. But I'm going to share this with you all, and I'm excited about that because it's been so pivotal for me just as a practice, as a community. But also because this Sunday, Epiphany and Baptism of the Lord, this is like my, one of my favorite times of the whole church calendar. And I don't know, I mean, I think because I love baptism so much and, and in a way that like isn't just sort of la-di-da, y'all hear me, like baptism I think is a very real that holds us. But I've always appreciated Epiphany just because of that moment where it's like, I don't know, there's a quirkiness about it because I never really felt like I had anybody explain means. It's like, well, it's the day, so I'm going to explain that to y'all. And what I found in learning the explanation is that actually my excitement has been very well founded because epiphany is, it comes from the Greek word epiphania, and it is in a couple of traditions. So it is, it is Southern church differently. So it was originally started in the Eastern third primary holiday within the Christian, early budding Christian church. Christian, so you had Christmas, Easter, and Epiphany. And in the Eastern church, so I'm actually going to, in the Eastern church, Epiphany is a celebration of the baptism of Jesus. Epiphania means manifestation. That's the word. So in the Eastern Orthodox Church, if you were to talk to folks there, there is a celebration of the baptism and that moment in which you recognize that Jesus is this manifestation in a new way, when the Spirit is present right there. Now in the story that we've often heard in the Western Church, Epiphany is the moment that celebrates the 12th day of Christmas when the Magi appear under the star when they show up and they, they meet Jesus. They show up with these gifts of gold and myrrh, which do represent wealth with the gold. Frankincense is a, pra- a spiritual, incense practice. Myrrh as one of embalming, but very bodily. 
So you have in this, these three, you also have this, this, this abundance of, of, of worldly, we'll say, of abundance of wealth in this way. There is also this physical or this spiritual component and this component that comes with the Magi arriving with these gifts. So what I like to think is that maybe we take both. Maybe we take both this beautiful moment when the Magi showed up, these people from the East, outsiders, who come and not only get in and say, hey, we, they agreed to the emperor, but then they defy the emperor's order, right, in this radical act. But then you also have this baptism, these two moments that are right one after another in the story. You have chapter two and chapter three. These are the two. This is actually the next time Jesus shows up after baptism, right? And so you have these, I mean, I'm sorry, after, after his birth. So you have these, and I love that. I love that because I forget what talk about. I've heard some really awkward sermon, whole conversation. So with epiphany though, we have this moment. And so I pray to God that has also severed anyway. I get to choose, huh, right? And yet that's the invitation that ours. So often when we put Jesus in so D-D-I-W-O-M-P-L-E, 